I was trying to think of a really good way to open this thing. <laughs> and I was just sitting in silence for like 10 seconds. Like, how do I start this? Yeah, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did not think this through well enough. I didn't have a script of how to open a podcast. <laughs> Anyways, it is the week after CES, Chris. Yes, the week uh, after the Holy Grail. The, is it the Holy Grail? Yes, it's the Holy Mecca of, of tech. You of know, nerdum? It's, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> how to... You, you start off the year right going to CES or hearing about CES and seeing about some of the stuff that they have there. And um, yeah, so it's a great way to start off the year. Um, yeah, well, how, how did you like CES this, this year? Oh, that's a... You're starting with a good question first, Chris. I like it. Uh, I think it was probably my least favorite CES that I've been to. Is that is that fair to say, Chris? Oh, no, that's exactly what it... I think it, from what I personally have seen and kind of from what I, I have gathered from other people too, because I just wanted to make sure I wasn't off, uh, today was definitely... Uh, not today. Uh, this this past CES was definitely one of the lighter CES events that we've seen. and And by that, we mean that pretty much there wasn't anything too new or too crazy that came uh -huh. out like that like the year before it seemed like there were a lot more ideas there were a lot more concepts and there's a lot more to see um but this time around it kind of seemed like the year of like hey we're not coming out with anything too great right now but i do hear that there is a lot going on with the r d and innovation and they're probably next year and the year after we'll definitely see some cool things but as for what companies can show us right now, there wasn't anything too great. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, there it, were a couple it, cool little things, but nothing too great. You know, it did feel like it, every company wants to have their own show now. So it does feel like now CES is just becoming this other show to not showcase anything, but just show off what they've already announced, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it felt, it felt a little. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be blunt and say it felt a little boring. Um, yeah, I remember the first year we went to CES, there was so much announced that like we were all over the place that first year. You know? Oh yeah. Um, oh, yeah. running around trying to find stuff, and it was super cool. And, and now it's just like I kind of felt, I guess, underwhelmed. Like I was like I was desperately trying to find really really neat things. Now that doesn't mean that I didn't see anything really cool. There were some very like, um. CES is always great for cars and TVs. If you're into yeah. cars and TVs, CES will be great every year. Yeah. And yeah. Ultimately, when I think about all the cool stuff that I saw this year, it alt it comes down to those two things, cars and TVs. Like Samsung's The Wall. Did you get to go see that? Yes, I did. Wasn't that? That was pretty amazing. Like, I'm not going to lie. That looked so good. Yeah, I pretty much, uh, we all looked like a moth that was looking at a light, you know, like it was, we were just standing there and we we're like, oh my gosh, wait, we're just, we were just staring, but everybody was cause the, the screen was amazing, uh, to look at. Like it was so clear. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was amazing. That, that was something LG's OLED tunnel they did. Um, like the last couple of years, LG's yes. done, um, a OLED like, uh, I guess, I don't know. Room is the best uh, term. It's just like they put like a hundred TVs mounted in like a cave look, and they just play a bunch of videos like a, a loop of you know everything, like 
you know, you're in the ocean and the water's starting Scenery. from the front and moving to the yeah. back. Yes. Yeah. And it always looks really cool. I've always liked the LG, like, opening to their booth. It's how you first walk in, and it's right. super cool. But this year they did, like, a tunnel. Like, it was, like, a cave system where you walked in, and it was – it had, like, a whole path that you had to walk down, and it was, like, a path that led into the booth. But it was, like, these walls and walls of OLED screens. Again, same thing. They're just playing scenery. They're playing stuff on them. Uh, the speaker system sounded amazing. I was really impressed by the speakers in that area. Yeah. That was actually probably and, one of the coolest things. And mind you, every single screen was curved. Yes, so, it was curved. Yeah, they were all very yeah. curved. And it was, which, yeah. which made it extra special is like every TV was curved. Instead of just a bunch of flat TVs creating a tunnel, like every TV was curved. And so it gave you like this wavy... Honestly, for me, it kind of reminded me of uh, the last season of Game of Thrones when they're going into that cave, you know, to find the the what is it the ancient ruins or something ancient ruins what are you talking about spoiler alert by the way i probably shouldn't even talk about that no yeah i know <laughs> game of thrones if you haven't watched game of thrones what's wrong with you what 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 ancient are you talking about the dragonstone caves yes there okay you yeah go. yeah the dragonstone yeah, yeah. yeah okay gotcha yeah, yeah it, did, that, where it, was it like did feel wavy, like that, yeah, yeah. it's kind yeah. of going in but it was definitely really cool i would i would say it was my favorite um from the event like usually samsung does something cool but i, I felt like the what they did this year wasn't that great uh, they just had like a, a wall of screens, you know. Yeah, the wall was the wall was super cool. But yes, I did agree that the uh, the LG like tunnel cave thing was yeah, super just, super neat. I had a great time yeah, walking it through it. Yeah, um, no, I, I did too. Like I ended up recording the whole thing because I was like, you know what, this is worth recording. <laughs> yeah, I did, I did the same. I did the same. I walked through it once just to walk through it, and then I got a second time to record. Yeah, I wanted to like, yeah, experience it for one. You know, people, yeah. people don't do that enough. I feel like people, everybody's mindset is always on. The recording, you know, their phone's always out and they want to record right. everything that they do. But sometimes you just got to do it twice. Sometimes you got to do something first to experience it in the moment to see it and then do it again for your phone. Because let's be honest, you're also never going to watch that video again. Right. I did not record it to watch it. I recorded it to post it on Twitter and Instagram. That's what I recorded it for. And because I knew I'm not going to ever pull up that video on my phone and watch it again. So I have yeah. to experience it because I'm never going to watch it that screen. Um, but anyway, sorry, that was a whole other conversation topic. <laughs> People need to get off the phones more often, I guess. As a techie, please stop using your phones in every four seconds, like experience life. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you you guys went up to CES on Wednesday, right? Which was day yes, two Wednesday of the show. Night. So you mm-hmm. didn't get to go Wednesday. So you only went Thursday and Friday, right? Thursday and Friday, yeah. As well. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was there. I had to go up Sunday. So I was there a little early, got to see some stuff. Um, what I, I this this game is Christy in your two days. What was probably the coolest thing that you got to see? What was like the number one thing? Ooh, coolest thing? Yeah, yeah. What impressed you the most? Um, I'd probably say one of my favorite areas was the Razor Booth. Um, they they've been uh, a company that's kind of uh, at first initially I was like you know what ah razor man they're just like really expensive overpriced stuff you know <laughs> they're really coming out what you really want they have these like funky colors and stuff you know but in the last couple of years they've been really refining some of the, some of the products that they're coming out with um, that new stealth looked really cool it's not new but you know their yeah, yeah. their latest you know gunmetal um, stealth um, looked really cool. Um, but obviously Project Linda was really cool to see. I didn't think they actually were going to have uh, a demo 
of the unit right there. Um, apparently, the from what the guy was telling us, they had six of these units. Yes. Um, and they were all fully working units. It wasn't just like a case and you're like, oh, you can put the phone here. Okay, cool. <laughs> everybody, let's work on putting the phone, you know, inside the slot. No, it, it wasn't like that at all. It actually, they were working units and they did look pretty finished, you know, for a concept, um, a pretty complete uh, concept, which was really interesting. Um, but I, I had a lot of fun at their booth um checking that out and some of their other uh products so i would probably say that one was my favorite like the coolest um but there were a lot of other ones that were pretty pretty cool there were some other cool little things that i was able to find too so uh, but I, I would say that one made the the most impression on me which impression on me. which is really funny is that the thing that i was gonna pick was also the project linda funny enough uh yeah really? it was it was very <laughs> neat i actually very much enjoyed it uh we were lucky enough um, at Tentna Buffalo to be able to see the six units they talked about to you. <laughs> we got mm-hmm. to actually see them. Uh, you know, the good thing about going up early for press stuff is we get um, press briefings and we get to see units. Well, hands-on. Yeah, you get the hands-on. It's a good film, of course. And um, you can see our amazing Razor Project Linda video on YouTube.com. So Tentna Buffalo. Just putting that out there. Slight, slight little plug. <laughs> slight little plug. Anyways. Um I didn't do I didn't do anything for that video. I just stood around and looked at it, took a couple pictures. But um, the team that did do anything on that video, they did great. Anyways, um, but yeah, Project Linda was super cool. It wasn't finished. It wasn't close. I mean, it was actually I will say this: it was not close to being finished. But it was probably the most complete project that Razor's done so far. Right. Um, like yeah. any of these projects, you never expect them to come out. And I actually kind of wouldn't be surprised if this actually did become a thing it is very close to being finished the, the shell the actual laptop portion of it basically feels like a stealth it pretty much mm-hmm. is a stealth it just has a yeah. hole where the trackpad pad is and that's where you pop in the razor phone it docks and it projects onto the screen the working units um they did have one issue and that was that the screen itself did not um the screen on the phone i'm sorry did not uh, function. It was a black screen and it was just a mouse pad, but they did show us a model that um, simulated what it would look like um, in the final product, which was, you know, the main screen, the laptop screen has like whatever you're working on, and then the phone is projecting kind of like a secondary screen showing more information. Yeah. And that was really neat. Um, obviously, it wasn't working at the time, but it was really neat to see that. Um, and overall, like, the software was a little buggy, but it was, like, still, like, it worked great. It was kind of really cool to, like, just pop a phone in and just have it working on a laptop screen. Um, it wasn't right. super slow. It wasn't, um, it wasn't like, bogged down. It felt like a laptop, and that was really cool. Um, I really, really enjoyed the project. Window. I was, like, I actually thought that was, like, one of the cooler things because it was, like, I think it's practical. I mean, I can, I can understand right. the argument that it's not practical at all. But I think that it is, and I think that it kind of gives life to a phone that I think is a very niche phone. Uh, but it, it really also does. It, really it does, it does yeah. give an, uh, another like a nicher product for a niche phone. Like it does do that. Yeah. Um, but at the same point, it's like it's still pretty cool. Uh, if they ever release it, though, I'm very curious what they would price it at. Uh, I could yeah, imagine it's Razor. It's going to be expensive, but yeah. it it really. Uh, it, it really was cool, and I would love to have seen like a final product. I would have loved to have, like actually see what that would actually look like in people's hands yeah. and what they would do with it. Um, but yeah, the project that was, was super cool. I was very impressed by that. 
Um, but yeah, that was, that was, I don't know. It was, it was cool to see the Linda, but it was like after that, it was like, oh, so there, here's another car that may never come out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like concept yeah. cars everywhere in that convention center. And there's some yeah. great looking concept cars. Um, I think it was because of last year's success with like, uh, uh, last, no, well, not, not this time around, but the, the previous CES, um, that one had a few like car manufacturers that came out of the blue that came out with you know stellar amazing products um and that really kind of stole the show and was pretty much in everybody's video like hey man you need to check out what was the electric car that was uh there last year i'm totally blanking right now on the you know about the faraday feature yes yeah that looked yeah. great yeah that, like not this cs but last cs yeah. when it initially debuted um and that was like in everybody's video and everybody's you know uh, podcast or talk you know mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. like hey this was a pretty cool experience so i think a lot of people were like hey man we could be that person and so they they started coming out with all these different concepts and you know it kind of felt really saturated you know yeah there was yeah the um, Friday feature last year was really cool even though again it's still not <laughs> have we heard anything right, since right. no but um at town of buffalo we did a video on the fisker's emotion car um they've had one full production vehicle before so it looks mm-hmm. like maybe this could be another one and it it's a really cool looking really really cool looking in the car kind of like a a little bit like the roadster in design um yeah so that was really nice uh but i saw a lot of concepts that i was actually very much impressed by that i was like i can't wait to see this actually become something like i saw i think it was nissan had a really cool concept and uh hyundai had another cool concept that i saw that it was like wow i'm like i was impressed uh with what they were doing um but again they're concepts so we may never see a car like that for the next like twenty years. Like, right. <laughs> it's so far in the future, yeah. but it's still super super cool to see it. Um, but uh, I mean, other than that, did you did you? Because CES is massive, and that's the that's the scope. Like for anybody that's actually listened, has never been to CES. CES is spread out between two giant buildings. You got the yeah, Las it's... Vegas Convention Center, and then you have the Sands Pavilion, uh, which is a part of the Venetian Hotel. And it's another big old convention center that houses even more stuff. Um, did you guys go down to Sands at all while you were no, there? We, no, we didn't even make it over there yet. Yeah, we, we, I was there for a little bit to work on a video, but I didn't get to walk around. The Sands is usually full of smaller companies. Um, so there's always like a lot of cool like little things there that you wouldn't expect to find. Uh, that's kind of the beauty of the Sands, but I didn't get to go through it. Um, but of course, also outside the convention center is like a whole outdoor area where companies set up like um like last year I remember we did a uh the history channel had a SWAT training uh like <laughs> booth that we went through it wasn't as cool as it sounded but it was kind of funny um <laughs> there's like a Gibson booth out there where you can test out guitars like that yeah. um so we I remember I walked through that a little bit got to see some cool stuff my probably the most interesting and my favorite because I hadn't had lunch yet was <laughs> Google had a booth set up outside, and one day they were handing out Domino's pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to a meeting, uh, which is actually kind of what I actually wanted to get to. That was the BMW booth. Um, but I was going to a meeting at the BMW booth, and I had not eaten lunch yet, and I was starving. And I was like, ah, damn, well, whatever. I'll just, I'll just, I'll eat. Like, dang it, Google, you got me again. Yeah, but I was like thinking, <laughs> in the walk over, I was like, oh, I'll just, I'll get food as soon as we're done with this dumb meeting. Like, I'm starving. 
and I walk by Google and they're handing out pizza. I'm like, oh, Google, you are amazing. I love you so much. <laughs> it's solidified. I'm like, I'm never going to use anything but Google Chrome now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was nice. Thank you, Google, for the p- free pizza. But uh, <laughs> BMW, though, uh, had an amazing – BMW every year is kind of a highlight for me. Um, yeah, I know for no, you it is, too. Our first, no, no, our first year at CES – we spent a whole day at the BMW booth. <laughs> Never left it. Was it that long? <laughs> Dude, we were, it was literally they were there all day long. There was the yeah. our team of four, and BMW. They had it this year. You said they had it this year. I didn't see it, but um, yes, yeah, they had a, a split line. Um, gotcha. And so the line line to the left was to try test out, you know, the way that we we tested out before. Uh, and then the line to the right was What's the, the drift. Event. Got it. So mm-hmm. BMW had um, two events then going on this year. That was one that I got to do, which was a drift. Um, I don't even know how to say it. Just like a drift experience, I think is the best way of putting it. Yes. Um, and then the other is test driving some of their, their high-end models of their cars. And like two years ago, we it was just like the test driving. So the whole part of the BMW booth was signing up to drive any car that they had there at the show. And you would get in a line for each car. You would get in. Um, you can go in like in pairs of two, um, and then they would have a set path for you to drive. It was like a cor- it was like um, you would leave the convention center and you would be on the main roads of Las Vegas. And it would there was like cones set up so that way you could follow a path. And BMW was nice enough to have a street that is very long and always empty <laughs> on that path. And they invite you, yeah. They invite you to just lay on the gas in that spot, and you can take off and feel like how that car actually should perform, which is always nice. And so I remember last two years ago, we went through and test drove every single car. We were there from morning till the convention center closed. Uh, It was super (laughs) fun, super super fun. And then last year we didn't. Did we do it last year? I don't remember. No, we didn't. I didn't have to. No, no, we didn't. Yeah, and this year. I didn't even know they had it, so I didn't even look for it. But uh, instead, they had a they had a track set up, like a figure eight track, and they would put people at M threes, and they would drift in like a figure eight across this track. And it was really cool. Yes, it was. It, <laughs> it was something. Really cool. um, thankfully, we got invited by GoPro and BMW. So we got to go into an M5. They mounted the GoPro Fusion, which is GoPro's uh, 360 camera. And they took us on a little little drive. Got to do it twice, which was super fun. Um, they're sending me the footage. And so I'm going to make a 360 video for Facebook on what that looked like. Uh, but probably one of the, the coolest thing actually about that was not even about the, um, the drift itself. It was kind of why they were doing it. And that was, and I didn't know this, BMW... Um, just uh, what's it called? They uh, they beat the world record for the world's longest drift. There's a video on it on YouTube, and I did see that. Yeah, the yeah. longest drift is eight hours long now, and BMW did it. So they had an M5 there that a driver drifted in a circle for eight hours. Apparently, they, oh my, that sounds they, that sounds miserable. That sounds boring. <laughs> yeah, I know. I would. I'm like, guys, I'm so done with this. Dude, the, the four-hour <laughs> drive to Vegas was already torture, and we weren't trying to cold a drift the whole time. I, I yeah, we no, had cruise control. Exciting, <laughs> <laughs> and we're falling asleep. Yeah. Oh man, I was, I was dying going back. Um, <laughs> but um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah. 
So yeah, apparently he had like a catheter put in and everything, just in case he had a pee. Like one, if you got to put a catheter <laughs> in, it's not worth it. So uh, this man's already braver than I. Sacrifice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but they had this amazing video, and I, and I suggest anybody go and watch it because they showed how they moved the gas tank pretty much into the back seat so they could refuel it through a window. And because the car can't, there's not enough gas in the car to go eight hours. So they would, when it needed to be refueled, a second car would drift in tandem with the first car. And out of the back seat, the back window, a guy would pop up and he would refuel the main car. And so in doing (laughs) so, they also passed the world record for best in tandem drift which was longest in tandem drift which was an hour for both cars to be drifting together um and so that was that video is really cool it's very interesting uh i suggest anybody go on youtube and look up that 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 world record um but funny enough the driver that we had in our m5 was a driver who drove the uh the fueling car and he was awesome he was super nice really cool guy and i think he's he was he's been drifting these like this m5 for like three days at this point (laughs) i think he was getting a little tired of doing it so he was just like we're gonna have some fun and he would put on a show for the people in line every time and it was great he would do things the other drivers weren't doing he was tons of fun he was really great and that was kind of like the highlight of the show for me while the project when there was the coolest thing i saw the highlight of the show right was going in that car and drifting. It was so much yeah. fun. Um, and I will, yeah. there will be a video out on our on the Buffalo Facebook page uh, once I get that footage. And I love it. You'll, you'll see my face just pure joy. <laughs> it's just pure joy. I, they took a picture of me and sent it to me. And it's just me be, I look so, I don't think I've ever looked happier in my life. <laughs> so, it's a rare moment, people. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, capture this. You, you didn't, did you do? I thought you did the drift, or you went, right? No, uh, we actually were uh, getting in line for it, uh, and they ended up uh, cutting it off early. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was that was a huge bummer. So we didn't quite make it, but yeah, we were definitely there. Uh, I mean, you guys, watching. you guys also went a little late that day too. Like it wasn't. Yeah. We had a long night, so yeah, we didn't. You guys didn't go to the convention first thing in the morning. No. No. Yeah. So. So yeah, but it, it definitely looked really, really cool though. Uh, it was cool to see. It was it was funny because when you first hear it, you just hear like cars just like skidding around, and it's a weird, weird uh, sound to hear at first. But then <laughs> you know, because you don't normally listen to you know tires squealing and stuff like that. But um, but yeah, no, it, it looked uh, really, really cool though. Yeah, it was it was very, very fun. I, that was funny enough. The the tire squealing was how I found the BMW booth. <laughs> yeah, I was outside a little lost, and I could hear the squeals like just follow the screeching tires and the smell of burning rubber, yeah. um, which is actually pretty cool. I don't know if you noticed on the on the side of the track they had towers of tires because yes. they had to keep changing the tires so constantly. Yeah, um, they gave me an actual number of how many tires they bought. I can't remember what it was. Um, oh really? It was, like, it was a ridiculous number. It was like something like five hundred, six hundred tires, something like that. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, but there were, there were still mountains of tires, you know, even at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, that was the last day, right? When you guys went? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they, yeah, they still had the mountain of tires. <laughs> they were well prepared. <laughs> That's for sure. Which, I mean, also, too, these are like not cheap tires either. No. You know? These are very expensive performance tires. So, 
Ouch. <laughs> Outside my budget, dude. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's that would that's uh but hey, it's BMW, you know. They allotted for this this amount and this event, so and hey, I think I, I think it paid off. You know, a lot of people obviously were in line, a lot of people were, were just standing and watching it, like it definitely did the job of grabbing your attention yeah. to hey, BMW has some cool stuff and they knocked it out. Oh they, yeah. It was they, it was awesome. They were able to achieve that. Yeah. Let, let me ask you this though, Chris, and this is kind of going back to the beginning of the conversation of CES was a little boring this year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, for me, it's a little bit different. I'm I'm going for press. You know, I'm going to report on stuff. Yeah. But you're going as just an individual going to have fun. You know, you're going oh, to yeah. check things out. Does this CES turn you off from wanting to continue to go? You know what? It, it actually did bring up that conversation, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, <clears throat> this year was one of those years where when we first went, we were like, okay, wait, we're going to check out the, uh, you know, some of the stuff, you know. And we ha- we actually had uh, two new people that uh, in our group that have never been to CES before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so we were like, hey, you know, we've been, you know, telling them, hey, there's some really cool stuff. You get to try some stuff out. And when we went, I kind of feel like this was like the worst time for them to go because yeah. – there really wasn't a lot of that, and and I and I could see it in their faces too. They're like they were like ready, and they're like, oh well, you know, there's just not too much going on. And I'm like, man, this kind of, this kind of sucks that you know this is your first time going. There really wasn't a lot um, to see, but it definitely did bring up that conversation of like, well, should we just maybe make CES just like a one day thing now? And then because we honestly had more fun doing other Vegas things, like, you know, <laughs> checking out different restaurants and then seeing different DJs. And oh. like, we had, we had a lot more fun with that. The food, <laughs> the food in Vegas is the, really the reason to go to Vegas. Yeah, the, the uh, DJs it, were fun. The gambling's fun, but the food in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, they. There are a lot of great restaurants around there. Yeah. Um, and then our one of our personal favorites is uh, Bacchanal. If uh, if anybody's looking for a really good buffet to go to, mm-hmm. it's probably the best one in Vegas. Yep, um, and it's one that I have to go to every year. It, it is, yeah, a, it is a tradition for us. We've gone every year that we've been to Vegas. We have gone to Bacchanal. Um, really great buffet. Yeah. It's at Caesars. Um, it's pricey and the wait's long, but it's worth every second and every penny. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And you know, maybe, maybe that wait is good though, because you're like waiting in line. You're really starving at yeah. that point. By the time you sit at the table, so it's a good moment to get in. <laughs> oh, that's great! That's great. Um, another one of our favorites, though, that has been tradition is Gordon Ramsay's Burger. Yeah, I love Burger. Oh my gosh, that place is so good. Um, what hotel is that one in? Is that's that Planet in, Hollywood. Um, Planet Hollywood. Yes, um, it's actually right in the beginning too, so you can't miss it. Yep. Um, but that place is amazing. It, it is really good. Um, if you're going to get something there, oh, add the duck bacon yes. to the burger. Yes. The duck bacon is amazing. Like I'm a very picky eater. And when I, when I first went there and they were telling me, Hey, we only have the duck bacon, you know? And I was like, ah, you know, I'm picky, you know? But I was like, you know what? Screw it. You know, it's Vegas. Let me try something else. One know? in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One in Vegas, you know, I'll, I'll expand my menu a little bit. And uh, I tried it, and I cannot not get it. You know, yeah, it's so good. It's, <laughs> it's, so it's good. always good. That was like the first thing I said. I'm like, make sure you put the duck bacon. I'm like, you got it, you got it. Make sure, make sure. Okay, we're good. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh yeah. And I told everybody else, I'm like, you have to get it. You know, and everybody loved it. It's definitely a fan favorite. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, no. Uh, our our group that normally goes, the group that goes with us, there's four of us. 
you know, we have had the same four people for the last three years. But this year, yeah, there was two new people. And I remember when I met up with you guys on Friday, Manny, one mm-hmm. of the one of the guys' first year, he was basically telling me that he was underwhelmed by the convention. Yeah. Uh, that he wasn't having too much fun. So I don't know. Uh, did did they say to you they didn't want to do next year, or were they still down to do another year? I I still think they were down to do another year, but I mean more so for Vegas as, than yeah, exactly. It would be more so for for Vegas um, than for you know the actual convention. But again, I I, I also to to kind of you know uh, explain a little bit more though. I think that this year was a year that they have a lot of projects that they're working on but nothing that they can say right now because i felt like a lot of companies where i was talking to you know the the reps and the people there they were saying no we don't we don't have this right now but there are a lot of works in project uh in progress um that they are doing and it specifically seemed like the iot stuff which we kind of explained earlier in 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 our podcast um, I'm seeing a lot of these um, uh, platforms design or like open-ended platforms for IOT and they're like hey we're getting developers I remember uh, Samsung was saying they have I think a pool of like 397 um, developers on board right now for their program their open uh, program and they're getting more but it sounds like right now it's like the beginning stages and they're trying to collect as many people as they can to start working on these yep. projects, and I think we'll start seeing a lot of it next year. Um, I I kind of feel like it's it was it's like the TikTok effect with the tech companies. You know, you you go hard, you know, one year, and then the next the next year you kind of do like a little soft update, and then you go hard the next year. You know, you you have this like I, I call it a TikTok effect, um, and I feel like we're just on the talk for this year. So. <laughs> I get yeah. that. No, I get that. And I, yeah, I did hear a lot about like internet things over there. There was that talk that happened a lot. Um, last year was very big on uh, Alexa. Like it was a very big voice assistant yes. um, year. Yeah. Every booth was. I we have Alexa built in now. Like that was every booth. I kind of expe- was expecting right. it also for Google Home this year. It kind of felt like I was going to see a lot of Google Assistant everywhere. I didn't. Um, yeah. Nobody was really pushing the like, Google Assistant anything, which I find mm-hmm. interesting because and I've said this before in previous podcasts. I do think the Google Assistant is better than Alexa in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, but it just seems like Alexa's dominating the market still, and she will continue to. Uh, but it was interesting to see like Alexa was so heavily talked about last year, and this year. There was no assistance talked about, and it was I saw a lot of conversation on Internet of Things in the future, like it was like yeah. not Internet of Things today, but the Internet of Things tomorrow, you know, right? Uh, which right. was an interesting conversation to keep hearing um, about. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, no. So, was, so I feel like yeah, next year, next year will be better, uh, just because they have a lot you know, going on a lot in the works um, or a lot that they're just starting up, you know, um, which I, which I get, you know, so um, it's, a, it's a new category, but I'm excited to see what they come out with because um, I know for some of the bigger manufacturers, um, they have specific dates in mind of when they want to go all in on IoT, where they want every device um, or a majority of the devices to at least support it. Um, and I know LG and Samsung, that was pretty big for them. Um, and especially Samsung, they, I think their date was by 2020, they wanted, 
um, everything to be IoT compatible. Um, and they said they were pretty far along with that. So, yeah, it kind of yeah. seemed like seems like that's the the area to go to. Um, but yeah, but yeah. Um, but there were some other cool little things that I, I did want to like kind of bring up, um, especially kind of switching gears to uh, to phones and stuff like okay. phone tech. Um, so obviously it's the beginning of the year. Rumors start all over again of like, hey, what is the tech that we're going to see in in phones? Um, and I kind of, you know, you probably know where I'm going with this. Um, but they actually did have one of the recent rumors that everybody's been talking about this past year was like, Hey, the fingerprint reader is going to be in the screen. The yeah. fingerprint reader is going to be in the screen. We're going to check that out. That's going to be really cool. And nobody had it and nobody could really get it down. And we kind of heard the same thing from every manufacturer of like, ah, Hey, technology is not really quite there yet, but it's not there, you know, but maybe soon. And, um, what's cool is they actually did have, um, uh, Synaptics, I think it was. Um, they Synaptics did have is the in- is the uh, it's like the the chip that is powering the actual fingerprint reader. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, so, who was the manufacturer of this one? Though this was called the Vivo phone, and the Vivo is the actual okay, company yeah. name. There's no name for the phone itself, uh, just because it's, it's a concept, obviously. But it was like Vivo yeah. company um, working with the Synaptics chip to create a underscreen fingerprint reader. Yeah, and uh, it looked really cool. I was actually, I was kind of surprised by that. I didn't think that was going to be there. Um, and then I did see this. So I like that. I thought that was that was pretty cool. Um, kind of promising to, but to almost say maybe by fall we'll have this in phones. Who know about who knows about the, uh, the S9, but uh, maybe by the fall. Um, so I don't know. Did, uh, did you have a chance to test it out yourself? I didn't get to see it, sadly. Um, we, again, Techno Buffalo, we did cover a video on it they did go and check it out and test it i wasn't there i was in what was i doing at that time i was i was in another meeting for something i don't remember what um okay but i know that the team did go see it they said it worked extremely well and it was it worked like any other fingerprint reader you just scanned your finger it you know remembered it did all the get the sides in the top blah blah and then it <laughs> scanned and opened the phone just like it should um, they did say it was yeah. a little tiny bit slower than most fingerprint readers are right now, but it's still like a little tiny bit. It's not like hugely slower. Um, yeah, I was actually pleasantly surprised. I thought it was going to take uh, like two seconds to do, um, but it was, yeah, it's a, it was a little slower than uh, yeah ours now. But I mean, we have to think about it. Ours at this point, we've had fingerprint readers for you know, a few years already, and they've obviously sped up the time on it. Yeah. This is the very first, you know, in-screen one, and it already works really well, so. Yeah, it was very, it was very, very cool to see that. Now, obviously, again, this phone is concept. It is not going to market. Right. Uh, I, they're really just using it to show off the tech, um, which is, is very impressive, and it's, it's again, one of those things of, like, people talk about it. When, when Apple was coming up with iPhone ten and they weren't going to have Touch ID, and they were going to have Face ID. Everyone was like, why didn't they put a fingerprint reader underneath the screen? If any company was going to figure out, it was going to be Apple. And, well, now a company figured it out, and let's just see how much longer till Apple puts it in the next phone, you know? Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you know, the S9's coming. We don't expect to see another screen fingerprint reader in that. We've kind of seen rumors that yeah, no. the S9 will have it um, on the back still, uh, in a better position than it was on the S8 in the Note. But maybe the Note 9 will see an under-screen fingerprint reader. Like, now that the tech exists, we're going to see it very quickly implemented 
into other phones. Right. Um, right. But yeah, knowing it was finally here was interesting, and it was very, very nice. It was very cool. It was very cool to to be like, oh, it's it exists. Like somebody finally figured it out, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, I really did enjoy that. Um, that that was that was definitely really cool to see. Um, I don't think there was any other like like cool like phone tech that. Mm, not, nothing really too cool that I saw, um, but that that was the, the one that stood out to me. I was like, "Hey, this is cool. <laughs> this is great." Yeah, no, that was that was very very cool tech. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, there wasn't much other like phone tech or phone announcements at all. Um, no, I know Huawei I was mean, well, Huawei was pushing the Mate we, 10 Pro a lot over there. Yes, but that's not yeah, new. So. You know. Yeah, no, um, it's going to be uh, new for the state. So, I mean, it may not be a phone that's too well known here in the United States, but what's awesome is that it actually is coming to the United States next month, which is very exciting. Um, I think we both tested out that phone and that phone was very impressive. I really did like that phone. Uh, what's funny is I actually did like that phone when they when they first announced it, but I was like, ah, it's not coming to the, you know, the States, you know, but it, it, and I think we're, we're kind of in the same boat that we're very um, surprised by Huawei and we, we're both a huge fan of their watches. We both have, you know, the first gen of their smartwatches and I still feel, I saw the second gen ones there, but I still would rather have the first gen than the second gen. Uh, second gen just, uh, just didn't look as premium. Um, so uh, I really like the, the first gen, but I was very impressed with their their smartwatches, and I was like, hey, you know what? Let's let's check out their phones, and that that Mate uh, 10 Pro um, was was pretty cool. Was pretty cool. I did like it. Uh, I I I didn't get to t- test out the Mate 10. I've seen a lot. I haven't get to yeah. test it out, but I've always been a fan of the Huawei phones. So. Um, I'm sure I'm gonna be a fan of the Mate 10. It looks good. I think the design of the Mate 10 is actually really spot on. I actually really like the way that, yeah. that one looks. Um, but yeah, it's Huawei's having some fun coming to the U.S. right now, especially with the the, the loss of AT&T as their partner. And but of course yeah. that is completely Huawei's fault, and they gotta deal with that. But uh, I'm wondering how they're gonna recover, and if they're if Huawei's ever gonna make a big move into the U.S. ever because they, they dominate the rest of the world. It's like, they are they going to come here and actually become something, you know? Because the only people that know about Huawei in the U.S. is people like us that are really into phones and pay attention to this kind of stuff. So, I don't know. We're, we'll, we'll see what happens with, with, with Huawei. They're interesting right now. They're very, very interesting. <laughs> I think that's the best way to put it. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, other than that, though, I mean, that's, that but, was pretty much CES in a nutshell. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I mean, there's not a lot to talk about in reality. Too, too much. Um, I got. I came back as yeah. you can hear it. I came back with the CES flu. Um, the beauty of oh, yeah, that, that, that many people crammed into one place is that people come sick and they get everybody else sick. Um, so I got <laughs> I got that CES flu while I was at CES, which was great. Uh, having to walk around with a fever. Yeah, it's a perfect time. Oh, it was amazing. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to losing this cough and this amazing, deep, amazingly deep <laughs> voice that I have right now that probably makes me sound more like a man than I really am. Um, <laughs> oh, no, trust me. He is uh, he is all man. I'm all man. He's all man. All man. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
But uh, yeah, no, I don't know. CS, it's like CS 2018 is over and done with, and I'm already ready for something else. <laughs> yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's okay. Um, other than that, there wasn't much to happen outside of CS this whole like last week. We didn't hear much. We've heard a couple <laughs> Galaxy S9 rumors. Not really even rumors. It's more like, where's the Galaxy S9? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it looks yeah. like, you know, I'm, I'm, I want to keep pushing around the March area. We're going to see the release date. Uh, I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. Because yeah. I think that's what um, he, um, I think there was an announcement, right? And uh, they kind of made uh, they kind of hinted at that, like, oh, hey, it's going to be the March time frame. So, yeah, I would definitely say that would be pretty much spot on, you know, um, which would be pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, uh, what I think what's more interesting is the fact that this is going to be like ga- like the Galaxy S line, like the iPhone has the S phones, which are small incremental updates. Mm-hmm. Uh, I We're going to see that with the 9. So it's it's interesting to see people are really 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 excited for the s9 when in reality i feel like a lot of people are going to be very disappointed because it's not going to be a yeah. giant update uh right. and i'm looking forward to seeing just the outrage of nerds everywhere <laughs> when they're like that's it <laughs> i know um, yeah. it's still going to be a great phone people but it's not going to be what you're expecting it- Right, right. They're like, oh my gosh. See, see and, and what's funny is that's. Uh, I feel like uh, there's very, uh, there's a very different market between like uh, Android users and Apple users. Like Apple will come out of, with a phone and it'll be like exactly the same year after year, and they're all excited and they're willing to camp out in line, you know. But I feel like the Android users, we're critics. Like we're very <laughs> particular about our stuff, and if it doesn't have it, we will like just crucify you for it, you know. And we will make it known and we will blast it on you know all the different social medias out there that you know you're horrible and everything else like that um but you know hey it it does uh make these manufacturers you know stay on top of their game <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's kind of funny we're, we're we're critics we're critics for sure for yeah. sure but uh that's pretty much it for the week man uh, i had a great time in vegas with you chris um after cs mm-hmm. is over we had some more fun thankfully um uh we got to see some cool djs which is always great um that's always the yeah. the best part of see if, if you're going to see us people i suggest one thing stay an extra day at least yeah. one extra day enjoy yourself go get some good food and go have fun like if you're a gambling person go to the casino dude if you're in the shows go see a show um if you're like us you want to go see a dj go see a dj like take an extra day at ces to lighten the load and just go and have fun you know i, I suggest yeah. that 100 percent. it's tiring i'm still dead from ces <laughs> and it's been a week uh but it was worth yeah. it's 100 percent worth it so yeah it's good yeah. stuff mm-hmm. uh christopher any 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 last things you want to go over you you good to go you good to get out of here it's early no, saturday we both have a lot of work we gotta do <laughs> Oh yes, yeah. We we both we both do have a lot. Um, but I mean, there's nothing coming out or that we're hearing about too soon. I mean, there could be some surprises. We've said that before, and all of a sudden there was a bam. There's a huge surprise like on a Wednesday. So we don't know what's what's gonna happen in the future. But uh, hopefully, some cool things will be announced or talked about in the next week. Um, I know, you know, uh, 
uh, what's we call it? Uh, uh, cell uh, cell phone providers are talking more and more about the the five G and explaining it, and they're already getting into their spat on you know what is actually five G and blah blah blah. So that's been very interesting. But I feel like this year is going to be the start of that, um, and it looks like it's going to be rolling out over the next two years, judging by what they've been saying. Um, I know a, a lot of people have been uh, talking about like, okay, hey. You know, when 4G came out, there was a lot of marketing around, hey, we have 4G when, you know, they didn't actually have 4G. Yeah. Um, and I feel like we're going to have the same thing with the whole 5G thing. Um, so we'll, we'll be sure to actually get the clarification on what it actually is and then further, you know, say, okay, if this if this carrier says, hey, we have 5G, we'll do some tests, testing on it and, and, and let you guys know what <laughs> actually is a 5G and what isn't because I definitely feel like that is coming uh, coming soon, that's going to be the argument that's going to be happening. Um, so yeah, but I'm I'm very excited about this whole five G thing. Like I, oh, you, this you is, are. I think this. You're extremely excited about it because you have brought it up. Not just every podcast, but you bring it up in almost every conversation <laughs> I have with you. At some point, I know Chris is going to say five G. Like it's just the word oh that's going to come gosh. out of your mouth at some point. Um, I know. I, well, I really feel like it's going to be the the thing that escalates this whole IoT and is really going to be the workhorse for IoT. For IoT to be to work properly, I think this is going to be to be great for that and for our cell phones. Like it's it's going to be amazing. The, the things we can do, we don't even know what we can do yet, but it's obviously going to be vastly improved to what we have access to right now. So yes, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. It's gonna be it's gonna be so much better once five G's out. It's gonna be so yeah. much better. Yeah. So that's why I'm, I'm just so excited about it. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> yes, yes, for sure. But till the five G days, Chris, it's all just something that you get to look forward to. Exactly. <laughs> Which I don't mind. I, I like looking forward to things. So, yeah, I'm excited to have that on the list. Well, I'm excited for you, Chris. I'm excited for you to finally get your five G, mm-hmm. and to see your face when mm-hmm. Verizon is not the first one to get it. So you're stuck not having five G. Uh, when most I, likely T Mobile's gonna get it first, and I'm gonna have five G, and you're not. I know, I know. Which you know what? I actually have been debating that. I'm like, you know what? If if T-Mobile ends up getting like 5G and it ends up being better, because already um, T-Mobile speed has actually it, it's now better, um, and there have been multiple tests that have been have been done, and so far, for like once, it seems like uh, T-Mobile has passed surpassed uh, AT&T and Verizon in speeds. Um, not not like coverage or anything, but but in actual like speeds, download speeds, um, and so that's you know that's like a hmm you know this hasn't happened in a while like that's <laughs> that's shaking up the game you know and if if they're investing like and what's funny is they're actually very particular about what five G means and this is what I like about their strategy so far is they're like hey we're actually not gonna have five G like real five G until twenty twenty. They're like, we're going to get everything in the works and everything's going to be a lot faster than now, but it's not going to be 5G. Like, we're, we're going to say our 5G is not going to be ready until 2020, which I'm like, okay, at least they're not the, you know, the crazy marketers that are like, hey, we're having 5G next week, you know, and it's not, you know, and then they end up lying about it, you know, and trying to cover it up. Like, I feel like these, uh, I feel like Verizon AT&T are going to be the ones like, hey, hey, we have 5G, come to us, you know, come to us, you know, and, and then they end up not having it. So they, they've been impressing me the, the past year. <laughs> So, uh, you know, if, if they do end up being better, I will I will definitely go with them, you know. Well. And bon voyage, Verizon. Damn. I, <laughs> I kind of want to see you leave, Verizon, just to see you leave. It's going to be a big day for you. I know. 
Oh, yeah, because I'm still hanging on to my limited plan. Wait, they have microphones. <laughs> They're listening. Yeah, they can hear your, yeah, they can hear what you're still grandfathered into. I know, right? They're like, oh, he's, he's still grandfathered into You know what, though, but your grandfather plan sounds worse than my unlimited plan with T-Mobile. Honestly. It sounds, really? it sounds restrictive. It, it is very restrictive. Uh, you have to uh, do some uh, loopholes in order to get do around you, certain do things. Do you still have unlimited hotspotting, though? Uh... Yes and no. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> according, to, <laughs> um, well, according to the official Verizon uh, people, I do not know. Okay. Um, but luckily, there are some third-party apps that you can uh, get that can assist you with that type of thing. Um, You're talking about a VPN. And I. Uh, uh, no. Um, if you actually go to, um, I've been using a PDA Net. Okay. Um, and what's cool is their latest app, um, it does let you uh, hotspot. But what's really cool is it actually now will trick the the phone into thinking it's not using data for hotspot and it's just using data for the phone. Interesting. Okay, so which is great. So then, how much hotspot data does Verizon actually give you then? Uh, for me, none. Interesting. See. Then yeah, the T-Mobile plan's better. I have unlimited, and then my hotspot is like twenty gigs. Yeah. So yeah, for them, I, I, according to them, and my account records, none. <laughs> yeah. Well, Verizon, yeah, they don't, they're, they don't let me and I know they're charging you too much too. Yeah, so that's why it's great that there are third-party apps that can help you hotspot, and because I, I mean, a hotspot all the time. Um, and then they also they hide the the data, so they don't see that it's being used as a hotspot and they just see it as regular phone data. Hmm. hmm. Interesting. Yeah, so. Well, Chris, exactly. I'm going to have to convert you to T-Mobile uh, so you can stop doing weird shady things. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. It's, it's what I got to do. That's not, it's not a good <laughs> enough excuse. Um, either way, that's, that's it. That's it for this week. I'm done. I'm tired. I'm, I need to, I need to go change brakes, which I don't want to do. No, he's really excited. He's he's, uh, like, he's actually so excited about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so excited. Follow us on the Twitters, people. Christopher's is twitter.com slash Christopher J. Don. He's never tweeted, but make him tweet. Um, my Twitter name is my name, Jesse D. Ortiz. It's pretty easy. Um, until next week is. when we're going to talk about I don't know what because we wait for the news to tell us what we'll talk about. And so far, this last <laughs> week was kind of boring. So we talked about CES all day. So until next week, when hopefully we don't just talk about CES again. Uh, that's it. Later. I'm out. Chris, you want to say bye? Later, people. Good enough. <laughs>